Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Yeah, moving on. So now this one is really insidious here. We talk about Larry Nassar, Larry Nasser, right? You know, both of these um documentaries talk about the same um same individual and his grossness, right? right. So this man, um, if you don't know, he was the medical doctor for the Olympic um USA Olympic gymnastics for a number of years. Um I don't remember exactly how many years, but he affected probably thousands of girls. You know, if not almost tens of thousands of girls, probably at this point. Um, so basically, the main thing I want to get at was that really stood out to me in this documentary. The one I, I didn't get a chance to watch Netflix one yet. I watched the um, HBO one, but um, what this man was doing, he groomed the parents so well that he was able to abuse girls while the parents were in the room. Holy stinking cow. Like, that's a whole nother level of just insidiousness, right? We tend to have a very narrow idea of who a sexual predator is. Mm -hmm. One thing I do want to say is we do not underestimate the power a charming personality can have in the grooming process of not only the victim, but of the loved ones surrounding a victim. This guy groomed everybody. He explained the procedure to the parents, talking about, oh, I'm going to place my hands in their private, around their private areas and stuff like that. And the parents went, oh, okay. You know? And so when a, when a child, you know, rightfully so, when a child responds and tells the parent, like, oh, he's, no, he's abusing me, the parent then defends him. They've already been deceived. They've already been indoctrinated. They've already been deceived. They've been indoctrinated. They've been groomed. You know, they're like, oh, no, 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 daughter. You misunderstand. He's a doctor. And the thing about it is he was actually good at actual being an actual medical doctor. Right. He got him right. He, he I mean, he helped them win gold medals. Yes, he did. So he did enough of what he's supposed to do to hide what he, the filth that he was doing. All right. So that's why there was this cognitive dissonance going on in the mind of parents and in the mind of officials and everyone else. I'm like, well, he's a doctor and he's helping people win gold medals. I mean, America's winning gold medals, right? He's doing something right. Mm-hmm. He's doing something good, right? Mm-hmm. So how can he be this predator? How does he even have the time to be this predator? When people ask the question, like, hey, he's not. But then you realize, you get in the documentary, you realize these girls are going over to, you know, and it, it, it didn't just, it didn't just stop there on, in the, in the, in the gym when they're in the medical, um, in the, um, in the room. You know, the, these people, these girls ended up going to his house to get treatment, you know, in his basement. Wow. Doing this procedure that I'm not going to repeat right now on air. Wow. You know, go watch the documentary. Wow. And what a sick man. It, wow. I'm telling people, get perspective because you do not know what is going on. There's one woman breaks my heart. You know, the whole thing breaks my heart. But there's one woman, you know, they estimated 
you know, over the time that she was practicing gymnastics mm-hmm. under his reign, that she was molested well over 800 times. Uh, yeah. Uh. Get perspective, yeah. especially if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. so that you can know and be able to help people, have compassion towards people. That's really what we're trying to get at entirely with this episode is like we need to have compassion towards people. All right. We got to arm ourselves and protect ourselves from stuff like this. That's why it's so important to be in the word. It's living and active. It, it, it kind of reminds me of, I was telling you Galatians where he says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? And that's what you see this man doing. And it, it gets to the point where you start to believe something that is not true. Yes. You got these people to believe that he was doing these procedures. And if watch the documentary, but the things he was doing in our minds, it would be like, I would never let that happen. How, no. How is that even no. permissible? How, how did that, how did I allow that? There was, you know, one father who didn't believe his daughter mm-hmm. when she came forward. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a preteen teenager, didn't believe her. You know, talking about, oh, you crazy this or whatever. I don't know what, what he called her, right? She didn't reveal all that. You know, she basically said the relationship was rocky, right? And she had to um, distance herself from her dad because of that, because he was defending him. He was defending this monster, right? Um, I think it was after she turned 18 or around the time she turned 18, the, some of the news started to come out about what he was doing, mm-hmm. right? And how he got arrested in the rain and stuff like that. And they tried to patch up their relationship. This father ultimately ended up tragically committing suicide because apparently he couldn't handle the idea of I walked my daughter right into his hands. We need to be vigilant. Yes, we do. Period. We'll go more in depth on how to spot grooming practices in the episode of human trafficking because that, that is coming up too, you know. Um, so stay tuned for that. But I'm gonna move on from this because that's just that breaks my heart. We're gonna talk about um, again. We're just laying out how toxic and pervasive rape is in our country, right? Really around the world, but we're Americans, so we're going to start here. You know, because judgment comes to the house of God first, right? So at the same time, we can't go around judging everybody else if we don't judge ourselves right. and hold ourselves accountable, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking about American culture. You know, this, these documentaries, Audrey and Daisy, and um, again, just get more perspective. You know, there, there's people, children, committing suicide because of cyberbullying that happens after a sexual assault. So it's not just like it's 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 much more pervasive and much more insidious than just throwing salt on a wound. Mm-hmm. It's okay, you did this act and then you're parading it around to everyone inside their known world. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a child, first of all, your brain isn't even fully developed to your twenty. You know, on average, mm-hmm. to your 20. So you're talking to about a children who prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed. Right. They're not allowed, they're not allowed, they're not able to make proper decision-making from an adult standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, so that sometimes people look at cyberbullying and stuff like that. Oh, why would you do that? Why would you go, do, like, because they don't know no better. Mm-hmm. Have some compassion on people, yep. right? And that's what these documentaries help illustrate and bring that to the forefront of mental health and how and how and why people make certain decisions. Um, 
But yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Because right. it again, it breaks my heart when you actually read, the, listen to these stories, you know. And also, it gives you ideas on what to pray for. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, people ask me like, "Oh, what should I pray for?" I'm like, "Oh my God, get some perspective." There's so much to pray for. We could start with Afghanistan right now. The time is recording, you know. But beyond that, there's so much to pray for. Like. <laughs> we should not be able to go 15 minutes in our day without praying for something. Like there's, something there's, there's, there's something to pray for. Yeah, I had to come to that uh, reality where it said pray without ceasing. Oh, man. Obviously, that doesn't mean that 24 hours, you just constantly in prayer. Some people have come to that conclusion that I know. But at the same time, there's always something to pray for. There's always something to pray if for. Being vigilant and paying attention, then you'll find something to pray for. Just ask. Like, I'll give you something. I'll give you something. I got a lot of stuff you can pray for me. I, uh, <laughs> so, one of the things we want to um, illustrate is some caution for Christians, right? And we're going to Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, reading again from the New Living Translation, just because I like the way this one reads to the audience. Um, by the way, I do most of my studying in the New King James Version, just FYI, because I know I want to get some questions about that. I'm an ESV guy. <laughs> I like the New King James Version. As long as you get that strong concordance, too, because I, I do have the ESV with strong concordance, too, so I can look up the words, stuff like that. I'm anyways. a linear nerd. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into that a little bit of sidebar. Yeah. Anyways, Ephesians 4, 11, 16. Now, these are the gifts gifts now and again i have to read this entire thing for context because i feel like i, I, I want to put more weight towards the second half of this passage but i feel like if i just read the second half of it you, you're gonna miss the con the proper context we always say so, context, is key. context is imperial um now these are the gifts of christ these are the gifts christ gave the, to the church the apostles the prophets the evangelists and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such a unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we would no longer be immature like children. Now here's the, here's the kicker right here. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Mm-hmm. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love so why are we talking about this Mm -hmm. all right because one of the main things you want to caution christians now again if you're not a christian then obviously some of this might go over your head but we do hope that you hear some of this and able to apply some of this so first of all we believe that we have the gift of teaching and as teachers, it is our responsibility to equip God's people to do the work, to be mature in their thinking, mm-hmm. right? There's so many times, I don't know if I was doing it for this episode, but I was just looking up how many times 
in scripture does it tell us to know certain things right. you know so that we might know this so we might know that you know if you become my disciples you will know the truth mm-hmm. the truth shall set you free mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's never the bible never calls us to blind faith it calls us to knowledge in the son mm-hmm. all right absolutely the great commission uh he says, go out, therefore, and make disciples of men, teaching them to observe all that yes. taught you and yes. baptizing them. And it, it's so important when I look at this text, it just reminds me how far removed we are from what we're supposed to be doing. You see words like knit together, uh, body, growing together, reaching yep. a point of maturity. We all have a part to play, but we're supposed to be holding each other by the hand and coming to that point. Amen. But, we can't even get people to get in the word. We can't even just take oh, the time man. in the word. And so then it does become a... Uh, but you got time for Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> comes a part of that. Uh, and NBA 2K, I mean. Right. But you know what I mean. 2K, but <laughs> toss to and fro. I mean, and that... Um, that that when you look at and we've been looking at this in a discipleship group on man spiritual maturity the the young man it says that you have overcome the evil one because you know god's word yeah. the older man it says or the father says that you know him who is from the beginning then it says the child you know him from a yes. standpoint no 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 you th- there's a no <laughs> And so we are to grow in that knowledge, and that does keep us from being deceived. That also keeps us uh, from having a lack of compassion for people. Yes. Something we're talking about here. I mean, it's just so important, man. We, we as a church, we have to really get back to the manuscript. We really have to get back to what we're supposed to be doing. And it, it's going to start with getting in the Word. We have to equip ourselves. So yes. You don't fall into things. Yes. So when you're equipped, it, when 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 you're properly equipped, then when you when these movements come along, and some of which are rooted in nobility, they have a, they have noble roots, mm-hmm. but then they smuggle in doctrines that are corrosive yes. to the Christian believer. Yes. And we do believe that the Me Too movement is a good movement overall, and that this conversation needs to happen. Again, we're not here to invalidate what's going on. That's why we went through those couple of slides first and talk about what's going on in our culture. Mm-hmm. Cause we want to lay the foundation of like, we are listening. We understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, from a Christian worldview, these are some of the things that we see, you know? So we see the movement, me too movement attempts to address rape culture, but misses the mark in a few biblical key areas because it's not founded on biblical principles, you know, but it's, it's merely response to culture, right? Therefore, we, need to, we want to caution the Christian to be very careful when joining movements that you don't get swept away by every wind of doctrine, yes. right? And we see even Barnabas, this happened to Barnabas in Galatians 2.13, mm-hmm. right? And again, we just, we just highlighted that in Ephesians 4.14 that you tossed around with every wind of doctrine, basically just led astray. Yeah. Uh, a good rule of thumb, and um, I talk to Raymond about this all the time, is um, filtering uh, everything through the Word of God. Yep. That way we can uh, chew the meat, spit out the bones. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some uh, movements that... Uh, Don't eat the bones. Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Trust me, man. My uh, mother-in-law, she uh, makes a good catfish, and it has bones in it. And mm. you gotta be careful, man. I'm pulling bones out, and I then stuck myself. So Mm-mm. yeah, don't eat the bones. But um, uh, Black Lives Matter, for example, I I definitely agree with the sentiment and uh, the the idea of um, justice. But at the same time, there are some things within it that um, like, no, I can't stand with that. So when you filter it through a a biblical uh, worldview and through the Bible, then you do protect yourself from that. Yeah, and we know those questions are coming. So when the episode is coming, we're gonna, we're gonna, and it definitely won't just be one episode because because there's so much content there. But uh, kind of the sidebar there. We will get, we'll get into that. We'll see you. But we're not gonna leave you hanging.